Remember back when you were in high school and you were supposed to make these huge life decisions about where to go and what to do with your life, but you actually had no clue yet. Yeah, and it wasn't just about where to go to college or what to do for work. All those questions were actually about who you are and who you want to be. Well, what if there was a way for students in high school to get clear about all those big questions in life, about their identity, their purpose, and their core relationships? Welcome to the Musical Podcast, where we believe inside of everyone is a great story waiting to be told. live. Uh, hey, everybody, this is Scott Schimmel, host of the Youth School Podcast. This is the first, this is groundbreaking. I've never had two guests on at the same time. So here, and you can see them if you're watching the video, we have Shannon Alberts and Corey Myers, two. That's uh, the dynamic duo from Sage Creek High School. English teachers, well, I'm not going to introduce you. You introduce yourselves, maybe, maybe Shannon, you start. So kind of high level, what are you doing? Uh, what are you doing at, uh, in terms of your role? And then we're going to dig in today and talk about the Genius Project. All right. Um, hi, my name is Shannon Alberts. I teach English here at Sage Creek High School. Um, and I, along with Corey Myers, um, a couple years ago, we, um, we started something called the Genius Project, our version of the Genius Project at Sage Creek High School. How about you, Corey? I'm Corey Myers. I, I am... One of the English teachers here, we're also the department chairs at Sage Creek High School. And um, I came here the first year we opened as a school and Shannon came here the second year we opened as a school. So together at, in those early stages when we were building what Sage Creek is right now, we um, were inspired by um, some other people in our county and um, we and inspired by our students. And so we together along with the amazing team at Sage Creek High School built the Genius Project. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe you could talk about those kind of two sides. One of it, uh, we'll get to in a second. What is it about the students at Sage Creek? You know, what, what problem is, is this solved for them? But you just mentioned you're inspired by other people, other schools, I, I would imagine. So where, talk, kind of take us through the, the trail of how you got to this, this version of the Genius Project. Um, we were, you know, I had just come to the school. I had taught um, in another district for about 10 years, just like Corey had. And um, we were just at the beginning of our relationship as um, co-workers. <laughs> and, uh -huh. and, and I, I don't even remember whose idea it was, but there was an ed camp, in, uh, the San Diego ed camp happening, um, which if you're unfamiliar with, is just, it's, you know, educators and professionals from all over the county and even outside of the county meet and we get together and talk about best practice and um, it's really cool and we decided to go and you know it was just luck of the draw there's a big wall where you can decide where you want to go and what you want to talk about and we thought oh you know this is interesting this concept of 20% time or genius time and so mm. we went into the room and we listened to other professionals talk about how it was working at, um, we kept hearing it at the elementary level, the middle school level. Mm. Um, in that particular room at that particular time, we didn't have a lot of secondary representation, um, or at least we weren't hearing that at the time. And so we started to dream and started to think, gosh, you know, mm. what, 
what would this look like for our kids? And because we were just starting out as a school, we, you know, we were just, we didn't even have a senior class at the time yet. Um, because we were starting from freshman to sophomore to junior, we kept adding, um, a year in each time. And we thought, well, what if, what if our kids could do something like this, but on, on a bigger level, something that could show, show them, uh, something like just to be able to graduate with something under your belt, other than your diploma, something bigger, Hmm. um, something that says, you know, I, I'm capable of of these other great things um, hmm. from the educational experience. And so we sat there, <laughs> literally wrote down notes. I'm sure we were annoying while other people were talking. We were talking, <laughs> well, we could do this and this and this. And, and then it just, yeah. Out so. It was the two of you at that conference, at that camp. Yeah. And we, there were two other people who came with us, but we just kind of got lost in our own <laughs> ideas. But you weren't talking to them. Yeah, yeah, they're gone. Oh, it who sounds like them? we were in a, a great romantic relationship, and in many ways we were in that way. Yeah. Because we were, yeah. like, all, we were just in love with the idea of the project. Together. Yeah. And I will say that we, like, to be forthright, we came up with, the first idea was a really bad idea. And the really okay. bad idea was to make this a summer assignment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was just terrible. Yeah. So, but I feel like that's important to understand. I feel like that's so common for us yeah. and also for what our students do. So like the genesis of our, of the genius project is so similar to the genesis that every kid goes on, like, let's mm. do this and let's do a summer assignment, not thinking about the intended audience and what they yes. want and need. So which is, anyway, we quick, quickly yeah. corrected the course, but um well, let's yeah. jump quickly to if, if someone were to jump, like come in and see the Genius Project, particularly at the end of the year, what are they seeing? And then we'll kind of fill in the gaps from there. Because it's, it's a, just for me to jump in, it's, it's extraordinary. It's, uh, I call it overwhelming. It's like, where are we? Is this, what is this? Are we at, on Google's campus? Like what, what is happening? This is not high school. So just to kind of describe what is it at the, at the, at the culmination? So I just want to say that the culmination, there's a lot of the, like, from the, that ed camp uh, conference to where it is right now, there's a lot of that that's changed, except for the end results. That was something we dreamed up from the very beginning. And so the end huh. result was for you to have that exact description. The end result was these descriptors that are typical of a high school student, your SAT, your GPA, and where you mm-hmm. get into college. We don't want those to define you anymore. We want who you are underneath that and who you are as you're born and what you're interested in. We want that to be the coolest thing about you. And so how can we make that a stage bigger than where you get, that you get into Brown university. And so it was super important that that end goal was had kind of a sexy feel to it. Like a sophisticated professional, exciting atmosphere because to us that's uh, i mean we're in this business not because we love grading uh we're in this business because (laughs) we love students and we want them we believe they have so much to offer and um so the end goal is or the end product is the symposium and that's every year Hmm. for the last three years are we have eight speakers who are selected to give a TED style talk on their genius Mm -hmm. project on what they've learned through the process, um, how they've made mistakes and how they've had to change courses and 
how they have pursued their passion, what has been challenging, and how they've made an impact. Mm. And impact uh, can be uh, so much as bringing their idea into the world, but impact can be you know, creating a nonprofit or you know, creating an organization where there are participants every year. Um, impact mm. ranges based on you and what you're interested in and who that actually impacts. So we have mm. eight speakers. We have five to six spotlight videos where they're interviewed um, and uh, they're interviewed prior to and create videos to showcase their work um, during the symposium. And then we have um, up to 40 students outside showcasing their project in other capacities. So the whole purpose of that mm event is to celebrate in a professional, um, exciting, invigorating capacity who our students are, what they're interested in, and how they are already making an impact on the world around them. I mean, I went, I went this last year and I mean, grandparents are there, aunts and uncles are there. I, I had this sense, <laughs> I had this sense when I was leaving, I thought, man, graduation must be so boring here because <laughs> this was the culmination. I mean, it's all done, you know? Um, you, in so many ways, that's when I think back on high school, when, when your average person thinks back on high school, they don't think about that. They think about maybe prom or a football game or the test they had to take, but the students that are going through this, they have a very different memory based on what you're creating for them. I think that's, I think that's phenomenal. I mean, there's so many different parts. I get kind of like over, a little too excited about it, but, um, I'm, like imagine how you're facilitating college admissions. Uh, what you talked about, like that idea of you're not just a number, you're not just a series of test scores and GPA. You actually are a human being with dimension and interest, and and uh, so many. That's really why U School exists. Is uh, there's not a great delivery method that exists at scale for students to to get clear about that, to actually have experiences and reflection, to figure that thing out at a young age. This is what you're delivering on. I think it's. I think it's amazing. Um, so talk about, um, talk about like what you've learned along the way, um, because I think as people listen in on this, a lot of the resistance is going to come like, quite frankly, well, they had it easy. They were starting a school. I'm in a, a big conventional high school that's traditional and it's been around forever. So your, the, the amount of hours, resources, the footprint that this project has on the rest of the staff, like that's, that's no small thing. So what have, you, what have you learned as you reflect back and look back on leading kind of parallel, leading to the side, leading up, managing up, like talk about the behind the scenes on that. I feel like the, fir the first thing that pops into my mind, because it's totally true, like all that is absolutely true. And like, if they're, you know, if you are in a public school where things are very traditional and it, people are resistant to change, uh, we've both been at sites like that before. I know exactly mm -hmm. what that feels like. I also just feel like um, every school, every scenario is going to have some red tape. We had our own mm -hmm. set of red tape that we had to figure out. It just looked different than another school. And so to me, the thing was, we were so sold on the idea and we wanted it mm -hmm. and believed in it so badly enough that it just all that didn't matter we had plenty of resistance over and over again and it just didn't matter because the idea was so worth fighting for that we were mm. like okay so then how are we going to problem solve quitting is not an option so how do we navigate all these different scenarios um 
And then I feel yeah. like that if you want it bad enough, you assess your situation, figure out how to convince other people. And yeah. we, we really held on to that non-negotiable. I would say what we learned was um, the same lesson two different ways. So hmm. we learned that um, our non-negotiable was that every student was going to do this. And mm. then that was, that was the hardest part and the part yeah. that um, we had the most resistance on. Huh. We were told things like, well, don't you think only the AP students can do uh, this? Uh, don't you think that make not, it an elective class? Make it an elective. Not oh, everyone yeah. has the resources. Not everyone has the drive. Not everyone wants to, to explore themselves this way. But then, huh. so that was the hardest part, but that was also the part that got us through. Because when you talk about this incredible experience at the end, one of my favorite parts about it, and when you talk about kids remembering, oh, the test they had to take or the mm -hmm. SAT or they didn't do so well on, mm -hmm. my, one of my favorite things is that what we've seen this project allow is that that kid that doesn't talk in class or would never, ever be celebrated mm -hmm. in another way on campus not yeah. involved, not the best sports, not the best actor, mm -hmm. nothing else. They've made it all the way to that stage. Mm. And we've been biting our fingernails like, oh yeah. my gosh, I can't look. And, he's, you know? <laughs> and it ends up being the biggest, like, that's what we're all here for is to yeah. show people that they can do it and that they yes. can get there. And it really does come from that belief of no, nobody, like no man down, right? We are yeah. all yeah. going to do this in some capacity. And, and that's been this, that's the other thing we've learned is that, um, that, you know, the project, when we first started explaining it, it, we were talking about it as if, you know, you can do anything, a benefit concert by next year. And we've learned now uh -huh. that it's really that challenge component, it really is individualized education. Mm -hmm. Okay. which is also what, what makes it so scary because how do you yeah. assess 40 different students in a room doing 40 different things and how do you right. do it in a fair way? And so wow. um, those things have been, those things, th those things have all changed as from where we started from, yes, you're mm -hmm. all going to do this, you know? Mm -hmm. And we even said, you know, a summer project and then then it went to you know you're not going to be able to graduate unless you do this it was like okay. all the wrong thing it was like <laughs> yeah. a video of all the things just you a bunch of sticks no carrots yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, we've learned um we've mm -hmm. learned and and also i think the other thing that we've learned along the way is the scariest part is um for kids is not having um not having clear directions mm -hmm. because we've done a great job in our education yeah. system of raising rule followers um, yeah. and kids that know how to check off the boxes. Um, mm -hmm. Even if they don't check them off, they know how to do it, but they right. very, very seldom do we give them the opportunity to explore something just for the sheer joy of. Yeah. Wow. And you, so talk about English, right? Your, your English teachers, this is, is it appropriate to say housed in the English department, mm -hmm. the genius products? So why is that because you're English teachers or is that strategic? I mean, part of it is just like um, practicalities. I mean, we, we came up with the idea, but all of the skills we teach, our discipline is not content-based, we're skills-based. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. all of the skills that we teach, 
you know, um, there's, I think there's the, um, not I think, I know there's a misconception that like, oh, you have to read the books in the canon in order to graduate high mm-hmm. school. None of mm-hmm. those are in the standards. Um, mm. And so we just said, let's look at the standards and the standards, you know, ask for research and communication and problem solving and long mm. and long range goal planning and, and presenting um, research they found and developing their own idea. And every, literally every single standard across nine through 12 is replicated in the genius project, which is also probably the most practical thing they can do to position themselves as a student employee, employer, right. in some capacity. So, and by the way, if, if those are the standards, those sound like difficult standards to hit by reading the literature canon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and also hard to engage students with yeah. your, you know, if you're yeah. just being arbitrary old text. So anyway, right. it just, well, so just, it's like, it just matched so easily. Um, well, that's true. Those are, I think that's shows the strategic minds you have talking about the red tape and I mean, we could have a whole nother conversation about how do you lead and how do you lead with people in, in the midst of resistance? I mean, I think that's no matter what organization you're in public, private, whatever, that's, there's an art to that. There's and and I'm hearing you say that we had core beliefs that we would not negotiate with, but we also, I'm sure you've had to do a lot of massaging, a lot of negotiation along the way. Um, talk about the support from the top. Obviously that I would imagine this would not have happened if you didn't have that. What does that look like? So we can't, I mean, we came up with the plan. We came up with like our dream and our plan. And then we, we had a plan for how to win over the leadership team. Mm-hmm. So it, it went very, very step-by-step. Step. Mm-hmm. So we started okay. with our principal at the time and then our APs at the time, and then we pitched it to the leadership team. We also, we also needed support. So we went, um, we went to a found, our foundation, to our PTSA. Mm-hmm. We went to meeting after meeting after meeting and we yeah. were just, we were hustling this idea. Yeah. <laughs> we were selling it. Right. Um, right. And um, so, and then it was the staff, you know, and, it, and we had to present to the staff as well. And um, we had student, we had student um, representatives come talk and mm. it's just been, because once, and then, so to that end, once we had believers for sake of mm-hmm. argument, mm-hmm. So, once we had student believers, staff believers, we had uh, them helping our messaging. So Great. one of the big, you know, one of the big um, obstacles was the staff and trying to figure out, you know, what does this look like? Um, mm-hmm. How, do, you know, how are you going to actually pull this off? And so we said, okay, let's bring in the students who are already all in doing it. And let's have mm-hmm. them talk about their impact already when we're just barely starting. And so we did that yeah. right away because... Yep. If you have the students bought in and the right, right students, like it's hard to ignore the impact yep. and, and the potential of it. So yep. let's say even along the way, we still had a few naysayers um, on, mm-hmm. on staff. You know, this doesn't, this is not something that, you know, I have a test to teach to, or I have, you know, yeah. it wasn't all, it wasn't all roses. Right. In fact, we had to develop some thick skin and there were times we wanted to throw our hands up and say, okay, well, this is too hard. Let's just do it the way we've always done it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we just kept coming at it with, uh, it was always that mindset of like, okay, 
how can we reframe this? What can we do? And we did little things along the way. We had, we built committees and we intentionally cherry picked certain mm -hmm. like big voices and said, can you represent the math team here? Or can yeah. you do this? And, and hopefully that, that positive messaging would start to spread. And, and I would say in the years we've done this, we, I would say last year was the first year we felt it start to, it slid more, it was more positive than negative. What we were fighting wow. with the students, the students realized, um, you know, it used to be when we would introduce, it would, it would say, it would be, oh, this totally. is Yeah, do. I can and imagine. Now, this year, I started, I was going over my first few days and I was getting, Mrs. Alberts, so when do we start our genius project? And uh, wow. I have to tell you, that was like, I didn't well, wow. ever see that day coming. And now, yeah. and now it's just normal. It's, mm -hmm. it, the flip wow. happened. There was a time when we didn't know where it was going to go. Yeah. And, now it's here so wow yeah. where yeah. where does it go from here what 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 are you working on next I'm, i imagine you don't just you, you two don't strike me as complacent types what's the next wave that you're trying to push or the next uh, element of the project that you want to see happen do you have i know like i i know that we can do an even better job of having so something we introduced last year we we realized we wanted staff even more involved so we introduced mm -hmm. this concept of the accountability buddy where every <laughs> single senior every single senior is chosen by a teacher and they check in with that mm -hmm. teacher and they have to do things like take selfies with them and like um they have to like Ooh. talk about conversation maybe blog about it um and what that's done for our culture is um aside hmm. from the project it's just exciting it's first of all every kid has someone they can talk to on campus um, and also um they feel like someone's in their corner i yeah. the day they find out who their accountability buddies are it's like it's like a holiday it's like oh hmm. my gosh they picked me and it's it's really exciting that was a new element that was an unexpected excitement i think we were wow like, wow you guys are so excited um so i just think for, for definitely our uh, a short-term goal is to have even more staff involvement um mm. we've also had parent we we have something we introduced called professional in the room we realized that we couldn't get to 40 kids in one period or however yeah. many kids you have um and so we started so we started asking professionals in the community and parents to come in and they are the professional in the room and they mm. literally sit as a panel and kids just they come mm. with their business plan and their timeline and they talk wow. to their professional and they they just get feedback one after the other and that's an experience also that I feel like we can have even more of and um, and to that end the goal one of the goals of that is because one of our biggest non-negotiables is that every student has the um is given this opportunity. Yeah. You know, there are some students whose parents work at Biasa and can help them, give them resources and point them yeah. to the right people and right contacts, but some people don't have those connections. And right. so kind of to level the playing field and creating opportunities and access to support, um, that was the big thing um, that we wanted to provide. And so I feel like where we're at right now, we've um, started so much that our our goal for the next year is to really all do all the things that we've started really well. 
and make sure that okay. that is permeated. Um, you know, one of our big goals is that it really, um, it is housed in the English department, but we don't, we feel like that can probably be limiting. Um, we mm. want more influence from other voices because that's how, mm. I mean, more voices creates more opportunity and yeah. more excitement for our students. So um, continuing to do all of that well. And I feel like, you know, I feel like there's a dream goal of wanting, um, I mean, I want our students, um, I want this to get more attention. I want who they are and what mm. they do to get more attention than our SAT and, G, and you know, our test yeah. score. And I, yeah. because to me, I, I do, I mean, it's hard to look at other, to know what, where we came from in other schools Right. We can't teach another way. I mean, like this is this is it. Like we we've, right. like, we've tasted it. We can't go back. And right. um, we know this is so good for students that um, we don't have a, a strategy plan for that. But we yeah. we want and we hope that other schools can um, create or other opportunities for their students. Wouldn't it be cool someday if you're applying to college and you get to choose which kind of application you turn in? You can have you can have my SAT scores, GPL, that stuff, or I can show you what I'm all about. You choose. Yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> well, if you're so if, if you're listening to this and you're feeling maybe a little fatigued by the site that you're at, or um, longing for the day where you can work with students in a really inspiring environment, I would encourage you to go to the Genius Project website and just spend commit to 10 minutes of watching a couple of videos of students and you'll like me get sucked into a couple hours and watching students i'd say come alive watch them come alive in ways that you don't normally get to see um, one of my favorite phrases by a guy that's on our team is a former principal he, his his phrase as a principal was there's no dead eyes uh no dead eyes on campus so he he just ingrained that into his staff if you see students whose eyes just look dull or dead or lifeless like that's an indicator for you to, to do something, to draw near to them. And as I've spent time on your campus, there's, I don't see that. You just see students come alive and it's, there's nothing more beautiful. I, I just love it. So I'm proud of you. I, I know, you, I hope you're proud of yourselves and I know you're just getting started. So um, last comment, I guess, if, if someone wanted to learn more, like where, the, where do they go? How do they find out? How do they get in touch? Um, so they can follow us on Instagram or Twitter. We're uh, at Sage Creek Genius on Instagram, at Sage Creek Genius Project on Twitter. Um, yeah. Or is it the other way around? That might be something you need yeah, to Yeah, they'll find it. They'll find it. We'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> and then what's, what's, the, what's like the number one, like, hey, take this step. What is, what's the most important? Like you just mentioned, now that we've tasted this, you can't go back. Like what's, what would the taste be that you'd recommend? Well, I feel like it's too full. I feel like one, the first thing is like, what is it that about your students? Like, I feel like it, it starts with our students. I mean, we were so sold on this idea because we knew our students had so much more to offer and we saw them just being buried by everything else that forever mm -hmm. kids have been buried by. So start with what your students need and you know what 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 is the problem that you guys continue to run into which is probably the same thing that everybody is them being overworked yeah. and stressed and not having yeah. enough time to be themselves and then how can you on your site be a part of the change for that and what kind of mm. catalyst can you be to
create another opportunity, another way for them to be a student. And yeah. so I feel like starting with the students and what they need that, cause that's our, that's the heartbeat. I mean, right. we can get right. bogged down by the naysayers. We really do. I mean, that's hard. Yeah. But then yeah. you look at the students, you look at the, the end product and you're like, okay, it's worth it. <laughs> it's yeah. It's worth it. Every, every year. year. <laughs> every year. <laughs> it's worth it. We're in it for one more year. Do this again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Corey and Shannon, thank you so much. uh, And thanks for the work that you're doing. It's inspiring me and lots of other people out there. So keep doing it. Thank you. We really appreciate the support. So good. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Hey, thanks for joining in on the U-School podcast. We'd love to share with you the resources available on our website at theuschool.com. Not just articles, eBooks, worksheets, and other podcast episodes, But specifically, you should know about a free course we have available called the Real Me course. It's digital, it's interactive, and it will guide you to get clear about who you are and the great story you could tell with your life. So go register for a free account and get started on the Real Me course today at theuschool.com. That's theuschool.com.